Welcome to From Water Into Wine with Mignon Morel, the place where we discuss the practical and supernatural ways of the kingdom of God that are relevant to your life. And now, today's podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Mignon Morel, and this is From Water Into Wine. Before I get started for today's talk, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to all of our listeners. I hope these podcasts are encouraging you and helping you in your walk with the Lord. I wanted to let people know that we are headed into the new year. Um, I did release a word that the Lord gave me about the new year. It's on my website. It's it's a little bit long, um, so that's why I haven't done a video yet on it, but I might in the future. So if, if you want to see... Um, if some of the things the Lord has told you are lining up for the new years with what he's told others, I encourage you to check that word out. There are a lot of changes coming and we all need to be on the same page with Jesus about what he wants to do for this new year, not only in our lives, but in the world around us and in the body of Christ. I also want to make a quick announcement that, uh, in the month of January, on Monday, starting January month, uh, starting Monday, January 10th, I'm doing a series on healing called Keys to Healing. So it's going to be a Facebook Live event, and it starts at 7.30 uh, Central Standard Time. Um, if you go to the website from waterintowine.org or the Facebook page, you can uh, log on there. It's a free event. The first one is the, this Monday night, January 10th, and we will be taking prayer requests for healing, and I will be sharing... Um, different things that I have learned and as well as what the Lord uh, wants to release for us to come into greater measure of healing physically, mentally, and spiritually. I'm also going to have a, a prophet join us who's going to help pray, especially uh, for breaking a lot of um, physical issues. So anyhow, let's talk about today's podcast, Setting the Captives Free. So the Lord asked me a few months, well, about a month or two ago, uh, he said, I want you to talk about uh, forgiveness, because this is something that I think is really needed right now, especially during this time when emotions are so high in this season and people um, are really being driven to take offense with one another. Um, we're offended at the government. We're offended, uh, you know, with people who make different choices than us. And so God has really been speaking to me about, hey, I really want you to help people understand what forgiveness really is and how it is a key that releases us from bondage. So we're going to talk about that today. As the body of Christ, we need to learn to see unforgiveness the way God sees unforgiveness for what it really is. In the root of it, unforgiveness is an avenue for a person to be tormented mentally and physically. I'm going to say that again. Unforgiveness is an open door or an avenue for a person to be tormented mentally and physically. In Matthew 18, 21 through 35, Jesus talks with us about how unforgiveness works in the kingdom of God and how it is perceived from the kingdom of God. Anytime you see in scripture where Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like or the kingdom of God is like, you need to hear ding, ding, ding. Jesus is giving you a key that you can use. A key that tells you how the kingdom works and what our response is supposed to be in it. So starting in Matthew 18, 
Then Peter came up to him and said, Lord, how many times may my brother sin against me and I forgive him and let it go? As many as up to seven times? And Jesus answered him, I tell you, not up to seven times, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a human king who wished to settle accounts with his attendants. So, Right here, we see Jesus setting up the stage. Now, we need to ask ourselves this question. Who is the king of heaven? God. Okay, so God. He's talking about the way things work in heaven and how, how it's set up in the kingdom. So, back to scripture. When he began the accounting, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Now, they're saying that that was probably about $10 million in, in rough estimates. Okay. And because he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and everything he possessed and the payment to be made. So the attendant fell on his knees, begging him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And his master's heart was moved with compassion. So he released him and forgave him, canceling the debt. So we see here, this is just like when God forgives us, when we come to him and ask him, he doesn't withhold his mercy, even though we actually owe him a great amount. That's why Jesus stated that the amount that the servant owed was so high so that we could see the amount of our debt from heaven's and God's perspective. So we could see how merciful and how much God forgave us. He's extremely merciful with us. So going back to scripture, but that same attendant, as he went out, found one of his attendants who owed him a hundred denarii, and this is about 20 bucks, $20. And he caught him by the throat and said, pay what you owe. So his fellow attendant fell down and begged him earnestly, give me time and I will pay you all. But he was unwilling and he went out and had his fellow attendant put in prison till he should pay the entire debt. So. We see the guy goes out in life and finds someone now who owes him a very small debt, like $20. But he is not merciful as his master was to him. In fact, he not only doesn't show mercy, he in bitterness decides to take revenge and has the guy thrown into jail, basically forgetting the debt his master had forgiven him from. Now, let me ask you, does this sound familiar? It really should be ringing some bells for us right now. We've been forgiven a huge debt by God and shown mercy by him through the cross of Christ. Yet we hold grudges against each other for oftentimes petty things. In other words, things that are really nothing in comparison to the debt that we owe to God. Matthew 18, 31, when his fellow attendants saw what happened, they were greatly distressed and they went and told everything that had taken place to their master. Now, remember, Jesus is giving us an analogy in the scripture of how the kingdom actually works. So you need to stop and ask yourself this question right now. Who are the fellow attendants? Think about it. Who are the fellow attendants that go and uh, tell the master everything that's happening? The angels watch over the affairs of man and report back to God what is done. The angels record what happens here. The angels record what happens and fills up the books of heaven. How do you think they get filled through the angels? I'll tell you one time I had 
um, something happened where God made this point to me. And it's always since that time, I've been in the forefront of my mind and made an impression that I'll never forget. I was called into the office of a pastor once. Um, I, I don't even remember why there was some discrepancy in something with another person. And we were having a meeting. And when we were having the meeting, an angel suddenly appeared with a book and a pen. And then I said, Lord, what is this angel doing here? And he said, he's writing down all the words everybody's saying. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? 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 He's like, yes, everything you do is all recorded in the books of heaven. So in this verse, we see that the fellow attendants, the angels saw what happened and they go back to God, their master, and tell them. Verse 18:32. Then his master called and said to him, you contemptible and wicked attendant. I forgave and canceled all that great debt of yours you begged me to. And should you not have had pity on your mercy on your fellow attendant as I had pity and mercy on you? And in wrath, his master turned him over to the torturers, the jailers, till he should pay all that he owed. So also my heavenly father will deal with every one of you if you do not freely forgive your brother from your heart his offenses. So in his wrath, we see that the master turned this guy over to the torturers or the jailer. And again, Jesus is telling us the parable of the kingdom of heaven. So we have to say, who is the master here? God is. And he is the one who turns over those who don't forgive offenses to the jailers. Who are the jailers? Well, or the torturers as they're called in scripture. They're the evil spirits. So we need to understand that this is actually a law in the kingdom, the way the kingdom works in regards to forgiveness. If you don't forgive, it's not the enemy who torments you. It's God. He turns you over to the evil spirits and tormenting spirits until you come to the understanding of what forgiveness is, line up and actually forgive. Now, this is a very serious understanding for the body of Christ because the majority of people in the body, even though they know the scripture and they know Jesus says, you need to forgive, it's kind of like they still think it's an option, okay? And this is a law in the spirit. And in this season that we're going into, especially uh, where we have to be shining lights, especially in the darkness right now and with what is coming, we are going to have to be people who are unoffendable, who forgive quickly. If we do, it will keep us out of jail and out of being tormented. So I think some of the reason that people have trouble with forgiveness and that I have seen, especially in doing healing and deliverance things, is that they don't really know what forgiveness is and what forgiveness isn't. This is a place I think people really get tripped up. I think the number one issue I think people have with forgiveness is many people think if they forgive, there's not going to be any justice. Okay. Not going to be any justice for what was done or what was said. I, I want to make it clear here. Forgiveness is not forgetting an evil offense that has occurred. God, as I said earlier, records everything. That's why scripture tells us over and over. God moves to and fro his eyes. They sees everything. God sees everything. Forgiveness is not forgetting that an evil offense has occurred. Everything is seen and everything will be made, laid bare, and justice will be brought. 
Forgiveness is never excusing or condoning an abusive action that may have happened to a person. It's not excusing it and it's not condoning it. It's not even, you know, surrendering our personal desire for justice to be done in the situation because that is a part of God that we carry. We are made in his image and we all have an innate desire for justice to be done. It's not, forgiveness is not letting the person who hurt you continue to abuse you or hurt you uh, and break boundaries verbally or physically. And it's also not trying to suppress the incident or acting like it didn't happen in the first place. Okay. These are things that forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is releasing the other person from our hearts and placing them in God's hand for him to deal with. Okay. You need to see it like this. It's freeing ourselves from carrying the weight and burden and even the shame of that person's actions or words towards us. It frees us from the torment of what may have occurred. And it releases us from allowing that other person to control us through our thoughts and our emotions. You know, we have to realize that when we hold someone in unforgiveness, we're putting them in a very high position in our hearts and minds and in our life. It's not our intent. It's not really our intent, but that's what we're uh, actually doing. And when we do that, you are giving them power over you. Forgiveness is really surrendering to Jesus our pain and getting out of the way so that he can then bring perfect justice for us in our situation. Romans 12, 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in scripture, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. When we forgive we open the way for God to move and bring forth true justice. God's justice is perfect. No one in your life is going to get away with anything. God knows everything about me and about you. He knows everything that went on in the situation, including uh, our hearts and what we really meant to say or to do. His justice is perfect and his justice will roll on your behalf as long as you forgive and get out of the way. So unforgiveness is an open door to being tormented mentally and physically, but forgiveness is a key that actually puts the ball back in our court, so to speak. It removes the control another person may have tried to have over us and it allows us to move forward in life without the burden of it. It also gets us out of the way so that now that person has to deal with God one-on-one -on -one and his perfect justice. So I want to walk you through a little forgiveness exercise because many of us, when we get this stuff, these offenses out of our life, we remove the legal right of the enemy to torment us and afflict us. Like I've said, we get freedom from the jailers. And I have learned in, in praying with healing with many people that when we don't forgive, it causes torment to our bodies as well as our emotions in our mind. You have to remember we're made in God's image. So our souls are very deep and um, everything that comes against us in life can affect us on multiple levels. So a lot of times when we are still carrying unforgiveness, sometimes even un unconscious unforgiveness. Um, it can manifest as, as disease or pain and stuff in our bodies. 
okay, uh, or as anxiety in all kinds of different ways. The reason is because we've had given the enemy a legal right here to torment and afflict us. And the enemy is hooked in there because of unforgiveness. So it can create the physical issues, you know, uh, torturous thoughts that won't leave. It can cause depression to our emotions. It can cause our emotions to be suppressed in some ways and fear and anxiety. And, and also it can cause us to look at ourselves and others in a light that is not really true and has nothing to do with reality. Basically, you know, unforgiveness allows you to be tormented on one level or another. So as we go through this process um, and we forgive, all of that stuff is taken away and it begins to come off. And often you will see clearer, you will feel lighter, um, you will have things like physical healing happen and blocks removed. And that person and that issue will no longer have a hold on you. And you will come into a greater place of peace, of rest, and being able to deal with your life uh, in unity with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know any person listening to me who doesn't want more of that. Amen? So this is a little forgiveness exercise that I take people through. Um, this is something I encourage you to take time. If you're at work listening to me, you know, make time tonight when you go home to listen to the rest of this. Uh, this is a, a little exercise we're going to do. Now, once you've been through this, you can do this so quickly on your own and you can take other people through this or do a version of it. However, the Holy Spirit wants to do it with you. This is just an exercise to help you uh, get a better understanding of how things work on all these levels. So now we're going to go through it. I want you to just close your eyes and put your hands in your lap. I'm going to pray real quick, and then I'm going to have you repeat after me, and we're all going to go get some good freedom in Jesus. Amen? Good. So take a deep breath in for me right now. Good. Now let me just pray over you. Father God, I thank you for the keys to freedom and getting out of any jail I may be in. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence and I ask you now to hover over me, over the listeners, and over this time in the name of Jesus. Good, take one more breath in and let it out. Holy Spirit, I ask you to bring to mind right now for every listener one person or situation that we still may need to forgive or or do any forgiveness work in right now just one person or situation so let's just give the holy spirit a moment so he can do that and show you anything that may need to be dealt with let's just take a moment breathe in and breathe out Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just guide our hearts and minds right now. Thank you as you rest upon the hearts and minds. Thank you. Okay, now with your hands uh, clasped in front of you, I want you to make like a, like a cup, like you're holding your hands together like a cup. And I want you to repeat after me, okay? Lord Jesus... I come to you with a thankful heart. I again declare that you are good 
and justice in my life belongs to you. I ask for the grace that I need to forgive those who have injured me. Specifically, I forgive. Now I want you to say the name of the person who's come to mind here for the following things. Now I just want you to place in your hands everything that comes to mind that that person did. What they said, what they did, how they made you feel. And we're just going to take a moment. Just fill up your hands with that. Keep your eyes closed. Breathe in. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you just bring to mind everything we need to put there. Thank you. Okay, let's move on. Keeping your eyes closed, you can repeat. Lord Jesus, I forgive, again, say this person's name, for these things. And I release this person, say their name again, to you, for you to deal with as you will. Good. Now lift your hands up, turn them over, wipe them off and release it all. Good. Just wipe it all off. Take a deep breath in and let it out. Good job. Now put your hands back in your lap and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask forgiveness for anything I may have done to this person, including now, stick anything in your hands that may come to mind. The Holy Spirit, I ask us to uh, be prompted to any reactions we shouldn't have had or words we shouldn't have said. Just put all of that in your hands right now. Good. 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 Okay, repeat after me. Lord Jesus. I ask forgiveness for these things, and I release them to you. Good. Bring up your hands, turn them over, and wipe them off. Good. Now repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I am forgiven. I plead the blood of Jesus over every place in me where this unforgiveness was present and gave legal right to the enemy in Jesus' name. I now command all demonic oppression to leave me now in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath and let it out. Good. One more time. Continue to pray with me. Holy Spirit, come fill these places with your presence, your life, and more of Jesus. Amen. 
Good. Take one more deep breath for me and let it out. Now let me just pray over you. Father God, I thank you for freeing us from the burden of unforgiveness. I agree with all of those who have gone through this process. We command every burden to be lifted and remove every oppression, every affliction. We cast it out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you bring light and peace and joy into all of those places. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. Lord, I ask as these people go through this week that you would continue to bring them freedom in this area. Holy Spirit, that there are places that they still need to do some work, that you would uh, remind them and be present with them uh, so that when they have time, you and them can work together on this. We give you all glory, all honor and praise, and we thank you, God, for your grace and the unbelievable gift of forgiveness in Christ Jesus. Amen. For more information, podcasts, videos, prophecies, and teachings, simply go to fromwaterintowine.org and follow us on Facebook at The Water Into Wine. This podcast is produced by Media 12 Productions, media12.org.